Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. Have you always worn a tie? <laughs> Have you never worn a tie? I wore a tie to school for four years, and I just don't like wearing a tie anymore. So, mm. uh, great to have you with us today. As Bright Wallace is uh, about to get started, and we're looking at beautiful weather for the weekend. Right now, 53. Today's forecast high, 78, and all weekend long should be. Beautiful. Should be a beautiful weekend. I have a, uh, a couple golf events. I have the Brian Funston Cup on Saturday, and then mm -hmm. I have the Jackson uh, Golf Hall of Fame outing. And um, again, I want to invite people to the ceremony. It's uh, 1.30 at Ella Sharp, behind the Hall of Fame uh, room. And uh, Gary Callahar being inducted uh, this year uh, to the Jackson Golf Hall of Fame. So um, very, uh, very excited about uh, honoring Gary and of course uh, I'm playing with uh, Jeff Steers, Phil Fishmeister from Cascades Golf Course and uh, one of everybody's uh, favorite people, Ted LaFere. Oh that'll be fun. So yeah it should be, uh, should be a good time so I'm looking forward to this weekend and then of course Bright Walls I'll be down here for the majority of that. Yeah congratulations to Gary Calhar and good luck in the outing. Should it's Gary Calhar, Gary win the Golf. He should win the Hall of Fame golf. Album. He will, but he or he should, but he won't. No, he will <laughs> no, not. No, he, Gary, you will not win. No, no, no. Gary plays for fun. Well, you should let him win. Well, that I don't know if you've met some of these people <laughs> that play in this, but there is no one letting anyone win in this group. So right. It should be fun. Great day. And uh, again, we were off last year due to COVID, so we didn't have an inductee. So um, excited to get the golf community together on Sunday to honor Gary. Nice. Uh, the Bright Walls uh, schedule of events today, Thursday, we have the uh, Bright Paws event, which is a dog parade. Listen, and I got to tell you, I've never been more excited for anything <laughs> in my life. I talked to my dogs this morning and uh, I told them they couldn't go. Are you taking your dogs? I can't. I can't. Why not? Because it'll ruin everyone's time. 50 dogs as of last night. Shoot. 50 dogs are signed up. I. <laughs> Clay and Leslie told me that they would they would get me a bandana for the dogs even if they didn't come, but I feel like they should have to come in order to receive the bandana. You must be present to win. Must be present to win. But I'm excited and uh, what a beautiful night it's going to be for uh, watching uh, show dogs walk around. <laughs> we'll be. Come down and watch the dogs. And there's food trucks. There will be food trucks tonight. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, food trucks uh, Friday and Saturday after the Bright Paws dog walk we have the mural tour and that starts at 7:30. everyone's welcome to come and take a tour and see the 40 mural and installations that bright walls is responsible for over these last three years 40. it's amazing and the uh, best is yet to come some say with the grand finale next year uh saturday we've got the um what is it the we're the scavenger hunt and that happens Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Live mural painting continuing with the greetings tour. Lisa and Victor continue uh, their painting. And they are going to finish that Saturday. They're on schedule. They actually had a couple people uh, join their crew yesterday that had been in other cities prepping for uh, future murals. That's so cool. Great concert. Mike Holiday, the Orbiters, and 50 Amp Fuse on Friday night. 
and that is going to be a six-hour concert from 5 to 11. I can handle that. Yeah. yeah. That way we don't have to, uh, you know, convince the band to keep playing. We just got, we've got That's them right. from 5 to 11. I like it. I'll be here. I think Ron Ellison paid the, the band last time to stay an extra hour. He did, and then <laughs> uh, we, tried pay, we tried paying the band another hour, yeah. and uh, they were like, all right, we've had yeah. enough of you people. But uh, that was such a fun night in downtown. So yeah. I'll be down here tonight around 7.15. Um, I'm, unfortunately, I do have to miss the dog parade due to uh, soccer. Due to soccer. But I'll be looking at the pictures on our website. Yeah, also Saturday they will be doing the uh, live mural uh, painting on the uh, parking lot. Ten Jackson artists have been chosen to paint a parking space size mural and everyone gets to vote and the winner of the best mural gets to do a real Bright Walls mural next year. That's, I mean that's going to be my favorite part is watching mm -hmm. that. Can you imagine how nervous you would be? So you get a parking space and within that parking space you have to audition to get a wall yeah so be well your your golf partner ted lafere he's he's going to be uh, one of the artists yeah i hope yeah. he uh, i i hope he wins i'm rooting for ted actually well what about zach snyder our our muralist i'm rooting for zach too <laughs> i'm rooting for both of them i'm rooting Zach's, for all of them we'll get, let's give zach a wall anyways yeah. i think we should we gave him our wall that's a good point well we've got the budget in the uh Lansing, we've got news that the governor and the Senate and House have uh, agreed on a budget deal. You know, usually it's uh, early in the summer that this is done, but the deadline, October 1st, we'll see if they, they, they make it. I don't know if they're going to have all their uh, members of the House uh, in session available. Have you heard that they're, they're dropping like flies? Well, I mean. <laughs> Jewel Jones, yeah. uh, Michigan's most notorious state representative. He actually won't be able to vote. He's in jail and he was arraigned yesterday because uh, during his arraignment uh, they discovered he was he smuggled a handcuff key into the jail. So that handcuff key is a means of escape and it's a weapon so he has two additional charges against him. Mm -hmm. He was arrested for drunk driving uh, back in April and said, hey, do you know who I am? I, uh, I oversee the state police. I'm Jewel Jones. He's violated his probation three times, and the sheriff in Livingston County said Jones is a real piece of work and an embarrassment to all elected officials. You know, Noah used to run around with him. <laughs> you did? Noah did. Oh, Noah did. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they were, uh, they were friends. Um, yeah. Oh, meanwhile. Oh, there's more. There's more. Uh, there's a complaint against Republican Representative Steve Marino for uh, something he harassed a, uh, a fellow uh, colleague, uh, Mary Manoogian. They were in a relationship volatile, and mm -hmm. now the police are investigating him. He's been stripped of all his committee assignments. They were in a relationship volatile. <laughs> yeah. um, Keep in mind, uh, folks voted this man into office, so Both really, we are the idiots. I guess, but the House doesn't take any action against these people. No, just deal with it. You know, they yeah. just deal with it in court, and uh, yeah. yeah, you just walk, you, when, you know, I'm sure he's not going to do any jail time, but, and then he'll just go right back into, uh, into his job. Jewel Jones, he's, he's going to have some serious jail Maybe. time. Maybe, we'll see. Maybe. I'd be willing to bet that he doesn't. I bet. Let's let's follow this case. Brandon, what do you like? You want to? You think jail time? We're gonna follow this case. <laughs> I bet he doesn't do more than. 
I bet he doesn't do more than 10 days. He's got a four-year felony for bringing the uh, handcuff key into the prison. Yeah, okay. And he's got a five-year felony for uh, bringing in a weapon into the jail. Well, I suggest he call DeMatteis and Riccadello over <laughs> in uh, Commerce Township and get that taken care of. So that's who I'd call if I got into any sort of uh, handcuff smuggling legal yeah. jargon. I'd call them. They're the guys. They're the guys. We continue to uh, follow the pandemic. Yesterday, County Health Department uh, announced that we have 33 new cases and one new death. And unfortunately, we're at this point, we're on the precipice of a, a milestone, a, a, a morbid milestone, 299 deaths that we've had in Jackson County due to the pandemic. It's 299. Terrible. terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, Beaumont Hospital, if you have an emergency and you live in the Beaumont Hospital area, don't come to the ER. Where do they want you to go? Go to your doctor's office or What if it's care. 6.30? Can you believe the hospital is saying don't come to the ER? Well, that's weird. That's Beaumont. Wow, what if, if you, what do you do? I don't know, they're, they're full. As they we know, there's, yeah, there are certain, uh, certain injuries and certain issues that you really need to go We're to the We're suggesting ER. you go to the ER. I would suggest you go to the ER no matter what, and then let, let them tell you not to be there. Yeah, but they've got 10 hospitals, eight of the 10 have full ERs, plus the staffing shortage, COVID cases, and now critical blood shortage. Well, so. we, we do have, we have full ERs a lot of the time because people go into the ER because they don't need to. So, but that, that's part of the problem, and mm -hmm. I don't think you'll ever be able to uh, avoid that. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, the ER is not, ERs are not, have you been to an ER? Oh, many times. Yeah, what's it like in there? It's kind of like a, I don't know what it is. It's like the Secretary of State. It's like the Secretary of State. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's, there's people with, they need their license renewed. <laughs> there's people, and then there's people who, <laughs> Just forgot their license. <laughs> um, I would like everyone to um, say a quick prayer for Brandon today. Brandon is doing the pickup for the first time at his son's school. Now, you wouldn't think this would be a big deal, but the school is Sharp Park School. Oh. And as you know, it's a very difficult place to pick up. Uh, so, Brandon, we, we'd like to let you out early today so you can get there early. I have a game plan. Okay. I mapped it out. Good. I would do the same thing as a father. <laughs> I just, it's, yeah. you know, it's because you have to, you have to park and then someone has to identify Brandon as Barrett's father and mm -hmm. then there's a walkout point. I've seen it. It's crazy. It's yeah, I'm actually going to come watch him today. <laughs> so, because I want to see, I want to see how uh, difficult it is. So. You're Good luck to, to you, Brandon. I've been thinking about I've been thinking about it all week Thank for you. you. So, hey, we have some uh, great sports highlights, and let's get to those. It's time for the Extreme Dodge scoreboard, brought to you by our friends at Extreme Dodge Volleyball. A little rivalry game: Western three, Northwest one. Panthers improved to eight and zero on the season. Gosh, that's great. Good job, Panthers. Luma Christie three, Leslie one. Good win for Luma Christie. Uh, boys soccer, Michigan Center, uh, look out for these, these kids. Michigan Center is legit. 5-1 to one over Columbia. Carter Cosmet and Nicholas Cosmet scored two goals apiece for uh, Michigan Center. Jaden Tilford scored the other goal for the Cards. Jackson Christian and Blissfield tied at four. And then uh, more Western-Northwest rivalry. Western seven, Northwest zero. Marshall Eva scored four goals. Four goals for the Panthers. 
That's awesome. That, back in the day, would get you on the front page of the sports section. Four goals, congratulations, that's unbelievable. It's a hat trick plus one. It is, very good, very good. Girls Golf, Cascades Conference over at, uh, they played at Grass Lake Center, won the Jamboree uh, with a score of 198. Grass Lake was second, 23 strokes behind center and then Hanover third. In the IGL at Hudson, you probably say, what's IGL? Independent Golf League. Uh, Concord finished second with a team score of 211, Columbia Central third, and that was at Evergreen Golf Course in Hudson. Did we, have we ever played there? No. Nope. Evergreen Hudson? We should try that. We've never got kicked out. Mm -hmm. The SEC squad at Jackson. Jackson finished second to Celine with a 195, and that was local at Sharp Park. Natalie Kolka, 43, and Stella Sharp, 48 for wow. the Vikings. Stella's picking it up. She just started playing golf this year. She's already better than her father. Uh, boys tennis, Lumen Christie, four. Harper Creek, four. Northwest, seven. Hastings won. Hey, one of uh, one of the best hockey coaches in the history of the state of Michigan, Mike Wartella, has announced he is retiring, no. according to uh, Lumen Christie. Um, Wartella, I mean, just an absolute legend. This is a, a quote from Jesse Brown from their face, Facebook page. Coach Wartella has touched so many lives over his 37-year career at Lumen Christie. Our community has been blessed to have someone that was so dedicated to the kids, the school, and the sport of hockey. Uh, I agree. Um, I do too. I mean, you want to talk about time, effort, care, uh, leadership, coaching, father figure. I mean, he, he's, he might be one of the most unsung heroes ever at Lumen Christie and at Jackson. Let's look at a couple of these uh, accomplishments for uh, Coach Wartella. You know, he played at Lumen, four-year player, as a captain in 79. Played on the two state championships, 77 and 78. He's fourth in career scoring, second in assists, single game scoring record. You probably didn't even know he was I that good. I didn't know that. Did I didn't know he played hard. Yeah, yeah uh, eight points, and that's tied for second. Uh, and then um, his uh, coaching career. How about this? 36 years as a head coach since 1985. 523 wins, 310 losses, 51 ties. Fifth all-time in wins in the state. Second all-time in games coached, 884 11 conference titles, 10 regional finals, one final four, 10 academic all-state teams, 23 wins in 19 and 20, and then the school record 25 wins, or a school record 25 seasons with 500 or better. Amazing. God. What are they going to do without Mike Wartella? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I wish Mike all, uh, all the success. I think he, he'll probably kind of sneak back into the ice arena and see what's mm -hmm. going on, but... Uh, congratulations, and uh, what an outstanding career. Yeah. And that's our Extreme Dodge scoreboard. Well, all those kids that had the privilege of being coached by Mike, mm. uh, that, that for so many, and you know, having great coaches, that is such a life-building uh, relationship. It is, yeah. And I should give a shout-out to my college track coach, uh, Tim Bauer. Yesterday <laughs> it was announced that he is being inducted into the NAIA Hall of Fame. No kidding. Which is big time. Wow. So uh, well deserved. So, um, and there's uh, there's probably a hundred or so athletes still in Jackson that were coached by that uh, by that man. So, congratulations. Way to go. Mm -hmm. Also in sports, uh, NASCAR announced that Michigan International Speedway will have a NASCAR race next year. One, 
Uh, NASCAR has had two races at MIS mm -hmm. forever until uh, this year. And since 1974, they've had two, two races. Mm -hmm. uh, with NASCAR adding tracks and other reasons, uh, just one race. And it's going to be August 7th. Okay. August 7th. Okay. Next year. Good. Yeah. Good. Perfect. It's so. exciting. Mm -hmm. What else do we have? Well, we have uh, hiring news. Mm -hmm. If you're interested in a job, Amazon now is looking for 5,000 people in the yeah, state for, of Michigan. Forget about Amazon. And Whirlpool, they are hiring as well. And if you work at Whirlpool and you get the vaccine, they'll give you a $1,000 bonus. Really? Yes. How about that? What about uh, locally, the Michigan Department of Corrections? They, uh, they are hiring, mm -hmm. and uh, they are hiring in our area, offering paid training, virtual training options, great pay benefits, and a signing bonus. To learn more about the benefits and advancement opportunities of an MDOC career, visit their website, governmentjobs.com slash careers slash Michigan slash MDOC. <laughs> Check them out. Great and job, just, great opportunities. Yeah, to show up today at uh, G. Robert Cotton, at the training building, follow the signs, and you can apply in person on the spot. Who's on the show today? We have Dr. Vivek Heck from the Pick Center, and he'll join us right after this quick break. At Consumers Energy, we believe change is small. Change is easy. Updating. Smart. A choice. Change is our company, your company. Together, we can bring clean energy to Michigan and protect the environment for generations to come. Learn about your clean energy choices and how you can become a force of change. Consumersenergy.com slash change. sewer and drains because no matter when it is as always minuteman sewer and drain is there with same day service 24 7 365 minuteman sewer and drain will be there on that day when you need them minutemansewer.com the pick center is an independent practice that has provided care to the jackson area for over 25 years doctors o'neill and cack supervise antibiotic infusions as well as those for many other conditions such as inflammatory bowel joint and lung disease anemia and multiple sclerosis our modern facility is open seven days a week and the infusion staff will make you feel right at home. Let your doctor know you have a choice where you receive your next infusion. Remember, when you've picked us, you've picked the best. 
What happens when kids have more space to learn? There's no hiding in my classroom. All of my kids feel like they're important. Da Vinci has helped me change my grades from D's to A's. The online option gives students a different chance to do things at their own pace. Da Vinci helped me feel more safe and welcomed at school. Kids were really nice. No kid would ever be mean to me. They get an education that's going to lead them to, to bigger and better things than they can possibly imagine. Da Vinci Schools, space for every student. Someone once told me that every community needs a strong hospital, a strong college, and a strong bank. County National Bank is that bank. CMB provides outstanding personal banking services and is the bank of choice for several nonprofit organizations that serve our communities. It's an honor to be part of the growth of the communities we serve in Jackson, Roseville, Lenaway, and Calhoun counties. And we're proud to help local businesses expand and succeed. CMB is banking that stays in the community. We're back on the morning show and joining us now from the PIC Center is Dr. Vivek Heck. Good morning, doctor. Good morning. So it is a uh, another crazy kind of wave I think we're having. I I'm hearing some interesting things around the uh, country now that school's back in and, and we're having kids bring this disease home to their vaccinated family and everyone in the family's getting it. So it's kind of turned into just this never ending circle right now as we wait for vaccinations to rise? I mean, I think it's gonna spread as we've talked about. You won't be avoiding this virus. So either you get it through your kids or other unvaccinated individuals, or you get the vaccine. Now there's always a lot of people saying, oh, you're seeing people, even the vaccinated individuals getting ill, they can spread the disease. The difference is A, they tend to have uh, symptoms for a shorter period of time, they mm -hmm. spread the disease for a shorter period of time, and most of them are not gonna get really sick. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, the options are still pretty clear. Yeah. And as kids start going into schools, I mean, kids are a cesspool of infections. <laughs> Daycare, kindergarten, elementary school, they'll get a lot of viruses. I mean, I think unlike last year, we're gonna have a bigger flu season this mm -hmm. year, definitely. We're already seeing an uptick in the respiratory RSV virus right now. So, I mean, I think it's to be expected. And unless we change decisions that we made so far, mm. we'll repeat the same mistakes. I mean, I think the very definition of stupidity is doing the same thing repeatedly and expecting a different outcome. Yeah. It's amazing, I do a lot of that. With the, the controversies, about the pandemic. One is uh, the mask wearing in schools. About half the state's students are uh, being required to wear masks depending on their location. And there's an online petition now urging the governor and MDHHS to enact a mask mandate for schools. Is that a good idea? Yeah. I mean, I think separation as well as using something to decrease the amount of virus particles that you're spreading out works. So the key is wearing masks is definitely beneficial. And finally, there was a fairly good study done from Bangladesh where it showed that mandate or masking decreased infection rates. So there's data there. And therefore, I think the people who make these decisions should have the gumption to make it. And I think depending on parents and kind of saying, okay, let the school boards or the parents make the decision, to me seems like a cop-out. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no one wants uh, no one wants anyone to say anything bad about them, and that's what kind of boils down to. Well, that's what you said yesterday. The governor uh, and uh, Director Hotel have been completely silent since the last week of June about uh, the pandemic and uh, mitigation measures or anything. They've not. We haven't heard a word. No, no, she's on vacation. So. I think um, you know another thing with the mask wearing too is it. Uh, it can reduce the amount of people that would have to quarantine in the situation as well. I know football coaches in the area that are having their their kids obviously wear masks, even though the school is not uh, requiring them to wear masks, because if they're in a room with close contact and they're unmasked, the quarantine days change. So there's other benefits uh, as well, even if you don't necessarily believe in the mask in general. I mean, that that's one thing. The other thing is I think where we've also missed the boat in some ways is rapid testing. I mean, I think the ability to do very rapid testing helps. I mean, rapid testing is not perfect, but masking, rapid testing, and doing rapid testing on a sequential basis is fairly important because A, if you get exposed or if you get sick, you pick up those individuals fairly quickly. Kind of, You can take them out of the group fairly quickly and then mm -hmm. prevent the other people from getting sick. I mean, that's been shown to be beneficial, especially with the NBA bubble, in 2019 or 2020 actually. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I mean we have these data points that we have decided to conveniently forget in our wish to get back to a normal life. We are not going to have a normal life until this epidemic is done and over with, mm -hmm. no matter how much we think contrary to that. So here's where we're at now. 51.3 uh, in Michigan are fully vaccinated. 10% of Michigan, over 10% of Michigan has already had COVID. People have had COVID. I thought you'd find this interesting. Florida's overall vaccination rate is 55.4%. They're better than us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about that? Um, so with the amount of people that have had COVID, the amount of people that are fully vaccinated, um, is it going to take the uh, younger generation turning 12 to get to this point? Well, that might help. The other thing is, I mean, I, we still have a significant amount of population who are above 12, and I'll forget the kids 12 to 7, who are above 17, 18, who have the capacity to make their own decisions, mm -hmm. who have not decided to get vaccinated. Right. I mean, I think that needle has to turn, though I think it's going to be a lot more difficult personally because people have kind of made this as their core belief in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I've ha I had someone say to me, and, and this is common and this is, this is fair because it's, it's true. I don't know what's going to happen in 15 years to me because I took the vaccine today. So that's, like, that's an argument that people can say. Obviously, there's not data. Um, what say you? Perfectly fine. I mean, I agree with that point. Of mm -hmm. view. I go outside this door and there's a dog walking up and down. He's <laughs> going to bite me. I have no idea what's going to happen five <laughs> minutes down the line. Uh, I mean, there's things to realize is I think within this month, I think we will cross a fairly significant milestone. I think the 1918 pandemic had around about 675,000 deaths that were blamed on. We've reached as of this morning 666,000 deaths. So by the end of this month, I suspect we'll have more deaths from this pandemic than we had in 1918. So we've crossed that. Overall, we've got 42, 41, 42 million people infected with this virus in this country. Hospitals are overrun. You talk about the ER stuff. ERs are overrun. I wasn't working in the hospital last week and a lot of the patients were up to 18, 20, 24 hours waiting in the ER to get a room. So mm -hmm. there's definitely 
uh, impact of this wave in the hospital just from the nature of the amount of people who are getting sick. Mm -hmm. And it's not just COVID. Right now, you have other diseases spreading. And most hospitals in Michigan are starting to cut down their services. So the disease, the pandemic is affecting everything else at the same time. Mm -hmm. And you've heard enough of the news that if you're in some place in Texas, if you need an emergent ICU bed, they're shipping you from Texas to Idaho. I mean, come on. That so, just make, I mean, that's insane. So that's an interesting family visit, kind of. Gonna <laughs> it, it's well, amazing. And I, I kind of want to ask you a, a little bit. We talk about, you know, obviously, the United States, wealthy country, the WHO is saying, hold off on these booster shots. We've got Africa with less than 2.5% of people vaccinated in general. Um, that's great to say, but logistically, I don't know what can happen. What do you, what's your thought on the booster shots and what we should be doing with them? We've already administered 1.8 million in the US. So, I mean, I think if you, the interesting thing is you can get some idea of where the CDC or the FDA is coming on and where the data is. The data is pretty reasonably clear, at least from Israel. If you get your third booster shot, the risk of getting severe disease decreases by a factor of around about 20%, or not 20%, by 20, a factor of 20. And symptomatic disease is around about 11. So there you are 11 times less likely to get uh, COVID infection if you get your third booster. Would you play the lottery if you were 11 times more likely to win? No. You wouldn't? Yes. Of course you would. <laughs> so that's, I think, the data. The, the best data, though, is on people who are over 65. So I think sure. my personal bias is if you're over 65, you are six months beyond, I would definitely recommend it. Whether the FDA agrees with me is a different uh, thing altogether. Sure. But I would push for the booster in those settings. So that's one thing. The second thing is the equity of distribution of the vaccine. Great in theory, but the vaccine that we are not giving here is not going to end up in Africa or any right. of the third world country. We've had enough vaccines here being wasted because A, they lapsed out of time. So yes, distribute the vaccine to the rest of the world, but you've got to set your own house in order before you start setting everybody else's mm -hmm. house. Put the uh, oxygen mask over your own face before you put it over your kid's face. Just like on the airplane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, could be as early as today that we get something from the FDA, right? Your meeting, there's a Pfizer presentation to the FDA? Yeah, but I think the official is tomorrow, Friday. Mm -hmm. So we'll find out. I personally think that they're going to be either not approve it or limit it to over 65 mm -hmm. and possibly healthcare workers. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they are uh, reaffirming that those who have had the two shots have uh, an increased Im immune response and that we really don't need that third. Yeah, I mean, I think the data would suggest that the most, the data would suggest there's a slight decrease in the efficacy of the virus by approximately 6% in terms of asymptomatic infection every two to three months. Okay. Now, the question is, if you're starting from 95, 96 in below 65, that number doesn't translate in the population to a great big number. It's the over 65, it translates more. And it kind of, so therefore I think focusing on the over 65 definitely is the key. Though I would say we also need to focus on the people who haven't been vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Because right now, those individuals plus the kids or individuals who couldn't, those are the two drivers of the pandemic, at least in our country. Hmm. There's a story in the free press this morning about uh, the nursing uh, profession here in the state of Michigan, how they're overworked. 
uh, at wit's end, uh, and many, uh, believe it or not, are, are not getting vaccinated. And, and the nurses that uh, were interviewed for the story said, it's not just the vaccine, it's the, it's the face mask, it's hand washing, it's the social distancing, all the other mitigation measures people are forgetting about. What are you hearing when you see and hear uh, people that are in healthcare uh, that are hesitant about the vaccine? What, why is that? I mean, I think as a society, we don't want anyone to tell us what to do. That's part of the uh -huh. whole issue. I think man mandating the vaccine kind of gets the heckles out of everything. Everybody else says, I'm master of my own domain. Who are you to tell me? So you tend to then forget the data around it. Mm -hmm. Now there are certain individuals in whom the vaccines might be contraindicated because whatever underlying medical condition they have. So I mean, I think it's talking to those individuals and people who have been in the ICU, who've seen the sick individuals, especially the ones who are 30, 40 years old, who are dying or getting on ECMO, have been very vocal about getting the vaccine. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think you tend to see the further away you are from immediate patient care or the ICU are less likely to get it. Partly because I think, let's be honest, this is in some ways like a war where the battlefield is divorced from the rest of the community. You don't see people kind of falling down on the streets with COVID. Everybody yeah. is dying in the hospital, not next to their family members. Because if you have COVID, you get into isolation. Even when opening the doors for family visitors, mm -hmm. COVID patients don't get family visitors until they're dying. Dr. Vivek Kak with us from the PIX Center. More with Dr. Kak after this break. When you open a Michigan-made checking account with True Community Credit Union, you can earn up to 2.25% APY each month based on the activities and relationships you have connected to your account. Open your Michigan-made checking account. Visit TrueCCU.com. Manufacturing Day will be celebrated a little differently this year for the fifth annual Jackson County Manufacturing Day. Instead of opening doors to hundreds of students this year, the Enterprise Group of Jackson was a leader in the production of a virtual event for Manufacturing Day that includes presentations, processes, and other great content from local school representatives, as well as our manufacturing partners. Beginning on Friday, October 1st, 2021, Manufacturing Day, the video will be made public and posted on the EG's website at enterprisegroup.org. If you are looking for specific information, you can call Debbie Kelly at the Enterprise Group at 788-4330. Jackson Public Schools, better than ever. District-wide building additions and improvements, 21st century learning furniture, added safety and security measures, and technology advancements for every classroom. All part of Jackson Public Schools' continued commitment to our students and our community. We are dedicated to providing our students the tools and environment to succeed. There is no better place for our students to learn than in person at Jackson Public Schools. Jackson Public Schools, bringing our community together to build a culture of academic excellence and workforce readiness. Go Vikings! There are few more beautiful historic places in Jackson than the Michigan Theater. But the Michigan Theater isn't just a part of history, it's a vital part of this community today. We host hundreds of events each year, including classic movies, local, national, and international live music. The combination of our majestic building with our modern entertainment technology makes the Michigan Theater a special place. Please consider becoming a member for only $25. Your membership will help preserve this incredible entertainment venue for generations to come. 
Center for Family Health is excited to announce that our school health centers will be fully open and ready to serve this school year. With locations all over Jackson County, the centers make it easy for students and parents to access health care. It's like having a doctor's office in your child's school. Appointments and drop-in care are available. Call 517-748-5500 or visit centerforfamilyhealth.org for more information on how our school health centers can help you. The Center for Family Health has been opening the door to health care for all in Jackson County for more than 30 years. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. Doctor, I wanted to ask you about uh, kind of college football. We're seeing these full stadiums, but yet on campus at the uh at these universities it's like different rules monday through friday i just wanted to get your take on it money talks money talks mm -hmm. so i mean I, that's kind of counterintuitive yeah. but I, I think the same thing that we discussed earlier i think sometimes you have to show leadership make unpopular decisions yeah i mean leaders are supposed to lead not follow Fair enough. Well, a, a controversial uh, leadership decision by uh, President Biden last week mandating vaccines in a uh, number of situations, employers with uh, 100 or more, all uh, government employees, everyone in the military, every hospital that gets Medicare, Medicaid. Is that the kind of um, leadership decisions that you... Well, I think you have to change what we are talking about. I think. I've been coming here now for 18 months and, no, and the vaccine has been here for a year and we've been talking about let's get the vaccine numbers up, up, up and that's not going to, we are stuck. I think there's most of the unvaccinated individuals who get the vaccine typically get it once they have been around somebody or their close family member has gotten sick and stuff. Mm -hmm. So if that's what's going to make people change their minds that's a very poor option. I mean, you don't want to see death to make you believe right. that this vaccine mm -hmm. is effective. So make the tough decisions and kind of go with it. And people have been elected to make tough decisions. I mean, I think that's why you're a leader. You're not a follower. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting though. People that do come into the ER with COVID that at that point they are asking for any type of help medically. Uh, intervention wise and that includes the vaccine but at that point yeah i mean i think that like uh, what we were hearing initially was the vaccines were not fda approved they were under an emergency use authorization mm -hmm. now we have a uh, federally approved vaccine so that may help but most of the treatments that we are doing in the hospital haven't been fda approved for they are all under emergency use authorization <laughs> <laughs> so there's this dichotomy where yeah. you don't want the vaccine, which has been objectively shown to uh, save lives, yeah. but you want an EUA for certain other treatments, some of which have not been shown in trials to actually decrease mortality. If I come in with a bullet hole in my arm, I'm not asking you what you're using to get out of it, if it's FDA approved or not. Well, it's a striking comment about the statistics from the 1918-19 uh, pandemic, where there was no vaccine, and yeah. we're nearing uh, the number of deaths and likely to increase the number of deaths over that pandemic and we have a vaccine. That's weird. Makes no sense. I still think, uh, I, I think you have to pay people to get the vaccine as crazy as that sounds. I think that's what's going to work. I think you have to, uh, I think we're going to have to deposit money into the, into bank accounts in order for people to get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. 
That's that would help. The trouble tends to be then you have a subset of people who would say, why are they paying me money? There must right. be something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a no-win situation. I mean, yeah, in terms right. of the vaccination data, I mean, the other example I would kind of use is the polio vaccine. Kind of when the vaccine came around, parents weren't saying, I don't know what, I'm not going to get my kid not to get the vaccine because I don't know what's going to happen in 15 to 20 years. <laughs> right. Because yeah. you saw what would happen in kids who had polio. They... A lot of them still survived, but they had paralysis. So you kind of saw what was happening in 15 to 20 years. Mm -hmm. With COVID, I'm not sure whether that's fortunate or unfortunate. You get over it, but if you don't get over it, you are divorced from reality. You're not here. So mm -hmm. people don't see you. Right. And we forget all the half a million people who have died. Mm -hmm. And that is the people in my generation. We had, we went to school with kids that had polio. We saw. Uh, people today, because of vaccines, they haven't been exposed to those debilitating illnesses that vaccines have prevented. In our day, we had two people in my school when I was in elementary school uh, with polio. Yep. That uh, one was in braces, one mm -hmm. was in a wheelchair, and no parent wants to see their child have to live like that. Yeah, my uh, Stephanie's grandpa had polio. Yeah. But Oh. We appreciate uh, your expert uh, information and uh, recommendations for our community. Wouldn't it be neat if uh, Jackson became the, uh, the leader in um, health and had more people vaccinated than the rest of the state? Let's yeah. just, let's start with getting more than Florida. Let's yeah, get our percentage, let's yeah. get our percentage more Beat than Florida. Florida. We'll <laughs> Dr. Kak, thanks so much. We appreciate all your time. Thank you. We'll be right back after this break. With over 90 years of service in the Jackson area, we take every measure to assure you that your project will be beyond your satisfaction. Our experience, ability to do a wide variety of jobs, and our dedication to perfection is what puts us above the competition. We are confident we can help you with any and all of your electrical needs and repairs. Lester Brothers has been performing driveway installations for over 30 years. Crushed asphalt is one of our most popular driveway gravels and an overall Lester Brothers favorite. When spread properly, it can last for many years. It's 100% recycled, environmentally friendly, quarter of the cost of hot asphalt, dust-free, and ready for immediate use after construction. Contact Lester Brothers today for a free timely estimate for your future crushed asphalt driveway or parking lot. Your new ride is waiting for you at Avenue Auto. We've been giving Jackson great deals on pre-owned vehicles for 27 years. With 80 or more vehicles on the lot, each with a free warranty, we're your family-owned and operated choice in Jackson. Are you thinking about retiring? The decisions you make during that time are crucial. I am Brian Smith with Summit Wealth Advisors, and with over 20 years of experience, I can help you through each step 
and make this difficult transition easier to understand. When you need metal, and you need it now, Alro Metals Outlet is here for you. When your back is against the wall, our vast inventory of aluminum, steel, plastics, and more will help you get the job done. Whether you're a professional or do-it-yourselfer, our retail stores are your one-stop shop for metals. You select it, we cut to length, and shear to size, right here, right now. Because when you need metal, Alro Metals Outlet has your back. This week, the Chamber Connection is on the road on the Falling Waters Trail. Check it out. At the Weatherwax Trailhead, I'm with Rachel Buchanan from Experience Jackson and Alex Cash and Mochi, yes. They're her cat, which you'll meet later. But we're at the Weatherwax Trailhead, sponsored here by Experience Jackson. And uh, Rachel, talk a little bit about where we're at today. Yeah, well, the Falling Waters Trail, 10 and a half miles of trail in Jackson. I don't know if people realize that it's incredibly long. It's got a lot of history uh, that relates back to this being like an old railway track. I love that. Um, it was built in that. And then also a lot of Native American history as well, even back to the name and uh, some of the things that are pointed to along the trail. So it's pretty big for Jackson. We're really excited about it. As someone who is uh, in charge of showing off the community, this is really a highlight. Look how easy it is to just park. Boom, you're on the trail. There's restrooms, there's bike rental if you want one. Yep. And actually, the other day, um, our, we were just so excited because we had someone um, in the lobby at Experience Jackson. He had his bike and his helmet. It was obvious that he had stopped in from the trail. Um, and he started talking, and his accent uh, gave it away that he was from England. Uh, originally, he was from England. He had moved to New Zealand and took a trip to the U.S., to Michigan, uh, to ride trails throughout the state. And he was making a stop in Jackson and said that our Falling Waters Trail, the paved areas of the trail, are the best, most active, beautiful trails he's ever seen in a beautiful, like, New Zealand kind of accent. So I was really excited about that, and it's cool to see that kind of confirmation outside of town as well as people are visiting. Yeah, what a great confirmation. You know, we're we're sometimes spoiled with what we have in our own backyard, so those stories are uh, great to hear. Now, Alex, I feel terrible. I was pumping gas when I saw you drive by on the way out to here on your bicycle. It made me feel like I should be on a bicycle more. You're always on your bike. Talk a little bit about what you love about uh, the Falling Waters Trail system and, uh, and being allowed to bring your cat with you. <laughs> Yeah, I love the Flying Waters Trail mainly because of its safety. Um, you did see me riding through the gas station, but I rode a little bit on West Avenue, but I am really terrified of the roads. I just want to be super careful. Don't ever want to get injured on my bike. So with the Flying Waters Trail, I don't have to worry about any traffic. There are traffic crossings, but they're very clearly marked. You slow down, you stop, you look both ways, and then you keep on going. But most of the time, you don't have to worry about any traffic. How long have uh, you been using the trail yourself? I would say probably at least 10 years. Um, and I, another reason I love it is because it is so long and it's so smooth. Um, the bike that I have is perfect for this trail. Um, the tires just roll really smoothly on there and I don't have to deal with potholes either. Um, so you can get out, have a nice long ride, nice safe ride. 
And of course, the different changing seasons, you can see lots of different foliage and have a really great time out there. What about your cat? Does your cat enjoy the trail? Well, you see she's a little vocal. I, I don't speak cat, so I don't know if she's like having the time of her life or she's like really freaking out, but she um, she's hiked with me before and I've put her on my back for the bike ride. So I like to think she's an adventurous cat, kind of like her mom. Let me, let me ask you about Jackson as a whole, as far as becoming a bikeable community and uh, a, a community that really cares about their health and fitness. Um, obviously this trail is an example, but you're someone who takes advantage of a lot of what Jackson has to offer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There are quite a few bike lanes around here. Of course, there could be more, but take advantage of those bike lanes um, when you see them. Um, take advantage of these biking trails. There's this trail, there's the Mike Levine Lakelands Trail. Um, there's great pathways along Horton Road, um, also along um, right around in Cascades Park, lots of stuff. Um, and just a note to drivers, just like be careful when there's cyclists around, you know, let us share the road um, and just move over when you see us. Well, uh, what's the farthest you've ever gone? Oh man, well, I have ridden out to Concord and back, um, so that would be maybe around 22 miles. It would be one of my longest rides. That's pretty good. I've done the Concord and back and, uh, you know, Concord's a good place to stop and get a little bite to eat down at the end of that. Um, but just a great way to see more than just a little tiny part of our community. Oh yeah, it's great. I love how it stretches through different sizes of communities too. It uh, goes straight through Spring Arbor. There's some cool stops along there along uh, Lime Lake and even some great ways to stop off if you need to. So Now Alex, for someone that uh, drives by this every day, there's thousands of people that drive by this every day and probably think, oh wouldn't it be nice? How easy is it actually to get on the trail systems here? It's really easy because like we're here at this really great parking lot. Um, you don't have to worry about, you know, riding your bike to it. I actually did today because I only live a couple miles, but you can um, drive your bike here um, and then park. Then we're about 500 feet from the trail. You just ride up there or walk up there and um, get on and go. Have you uh, seen some familiar faces over your uh, 10 years working out on the trail? Are there people that you remember from eight, nine, 10 years ago that you still run into daily? Well, there's so many actually, and it's kind of funny when you're you're riding past, you don't have a lot of time to like talk. So you're like, oh, I knew that person, or oh, they, you know, they said yelled my name, and I'm like takes a couple seconds to realize who that is. But yeah, and sometimes, um, you know, I used to work for Pedal and Tour. Um, if I wear my P&T jersey, people are like, Pedal and Tour, you know, and you get a little shout out. This is just a, a great time of year to experience these trails, fall weather in Michigan, fall weather in Jackson. Um, if anyone wants any information on how to properly get on the trail systems or find any of those landmarks along the way, um, they can sure as heck reach out to your office. Yeah, absolutely. We've made it easy too. Um, experiencejackson.com slash trails. Uh, not only the Falling Waters trails, but uh, the other trail systems throughout the area. So. Awesome. Rachel Buchanan from Experience Jackson and Alex Cash. We are going to head out on the trail right now. Thanks for watching. I knew coming from changing careers 
it was going to be hard for me to get an interview and I think that's the hardest part nowadays is getting your resume in the right hands and out of how many people apply for the same position, why your resume. She put me in front of the right people, which without her there was no way I would be in the position I am today. They're knowledgeable, they know what they're doing, they really know what they're doing. So they're really able to help you. I would not have found it without them. Be a big difference. Apply to be a big brother or big sister today. For more information, call 784-7181 or visit bbbsjackson.org. Asthma Allergy Centers can help you breathe freely. Since 1980, our board-certified specialists have provided testing and treatment for a wide variety of asthma and allergy-related conditions, including immunodeficiencies and skin problems. No referrals are necessary, and we accept any insurance or no insurance. You can even use our mobile app to check in and pay. Come see us at our Jackson office or one of our multiple offices in Southwest Michigan. Come to the Downtown Jackson for Brightwall's 2021, September 16th through 18th. You can expect live mural painting, concerts, food trucks, dancing, magic, and even a Bright Paws dog-themed event. Pop-up Brightbox, art installations, a lip-sync battle, local artists painting competitions, and more. Don't miss it. BrightwallsJackson.com You need a plumber? Grimes Plumbing Company. Licensed and insured, proudly serves the Jackson area with fast, reliable service and competitive pricing, both for repairs and new installs. For fast, reliable plumbing service, call Grimes Plumbing today. And remember, we love water. The Pick Center is an independent practice that has provided care to the Jackson area for over 25 years. Doctors O'Neill and Cack supervise antibiotic infusions, as well as those for many other conditions, such as inflammatory bowel, joint and lung disease, anemia, and multiple sclerosis. Our modern facility is open seven days a week, and the infusion staff will make you feel right at home. Let your doctor know you have a choice where you receive your next infusion. Remember, when you've picked us, you've picked the best. Welcome Hi. back to the morning show. Welcome back, Andy. Where were you? I was upstairs working. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, I'm we back still now. have this show to do. Oh, sorry. I lost track of time. All right. Well, I'll let you catch your breath. Uh, got a new uh, product. Ooh. Food related. You might be interested. You know these uh, Heinz ketchup packets? Uh, it's I, hard to get every last drop out. It sure is. Well, Heinz has come out with a ketchup roller, which actually you um, can buy from really? Heinz. It's about $5, and you put your uh, packet into the ketchup roller, and it squeezes out every last drop. Random. And notice the little... Uh, keychain. Yeah, it's for your keychain. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I tell you what I do. Ooh, that burger looks good. I give those out, as you know, for Halloween Yeah. to people. <laughs> I love doing that, giving out little sauce packets. They should give out ketchup rollers. They should give these out to the kids. 
at the uh, restaurant. Yeah. I mean. They should give them out. Yeah. Heinz should be giving these out. Yeah, yeah if you ever see, yeah, if you ever see anyone with that on now, on their keychain, they're probably a cereal. See, Noah cover. is he's he's upset about this because there isn't a mayonnaise packet roller. But yeah. good news, Noah, you can use these on mayonnaise packets. So there you go. I, uh, you know, I tell you, I uh, I get a, I do a lot of coffee, a lot of different places. I go everywhere. I asked the place I go a lot yesterday, because I'm always in line behind people getting milkshakes mm -hmm. and ice creams. Complicated coffee. If you go to a coffee place, just get the coffee and stop with the... Uh, stop the with the dessert. <laughs> but anyway, so I asked the uh, young lady, I said, just curious, how many cans of those Ready Whips do you go through a day? Mm -hmm. She thought about it. What do you think? Seven. Thirty. Wow. How many do you go through at home? One a year. Really? We're about one a week. Are you? <laughs> okay. Well, I just thought that like that was a lot. So the pandemic has increased. Uh, well, everybody's weight. Uh, mm -hmm. Study out yesterday by the CDC showed that Michigan was one of 16 states that had obesity rates above 35 percent. First time. First time we've been over 35 percent. How do they know that? Well, that's. The, they, I don't know, the CDC, they know everything. They never checked with me. So those, the dark red, um, these are bad states. Well, what, oh my gosh. Wow. What? Colorado is the least obese state. So your obese terror alert threat is maroon. We're in red, yes, another color How about Colorado? Map. Well, it's all that hiking. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Interestingly, they're the first state with uh, marijuana. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Interesting. You think that would... Oh, Maybe wow. that's why it's green. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> hmm. Silly. Silly goose. Yeah. Hey, here's something. Uh, Rolling Stone, they have, for the first time since 2004, they've remade their list of the 5,000 or 500 greatest songs of all time. 500 greatest songs of all time. Number one, you want to guess? U2 something? No. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Really? Yes. Cool. Aretha Franklin. Number two, Fight the Power, Public Enemy. Number three, A Change Is Gonna Come, Sam Cooke. Bob Dylan's Like a Rolling Stone. Cool. Smells Like Teen Spirit. What's Going On? Marvin Gaye, Top Six. Wow. That's cool. Very cool. So all songs that uh, um, Ella and I listen to, Light Rock 99 sometimes on the mm -hmm. way home from school, and it is like driving to school with my mom when I was a kid. <laughs> it is unbelievable. So we sing a lot of Amy Grant and Gloria. John Robinson's still there. Really? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Hey, uh, tonight, Thursday night, we have the Aspen One Hour Football Show with Joel and Josh. Um, catch them at 7.30 and 10.30 tonight on JTV. And uh, there's the slide, in case you didn't hear me. Um, so check that out. And uh, don't need to know all that. But And, uh, geez, oh my gosh. We also have live high school football this weekend, too. That's right. We'll be at Jackson High. Um, so catch out, catch that game live at Jackson High. It'll be uh, their first home game, game of the year. They play Ipsy uh, Community. So join us, uh, join us live coverage 645 on JTV. Greg O'Connor uh, heads the uh, hit parade on today's show this afternoon, along with Rachel Wingle, Jackie Austin, Sean Palmer, John Blank, and Rick Walton. We will see you at Brightwalls.
Today on Food Circus, we're headed to beautiful Tecumseh, Michigan to check out one of their hot spots, Tecumseh Brewing Company. Just a short drive from Jackson, located in downtown Tecumseh, this brewery shares their passion for great craft beer and fresh, original, and locally sourced ingredients with the community. Co-founder and brewer Tim Schmidt, alongside co-founder general manager Kyle DeWitt, have created a great place that's definitely worth the trip. Yeah, we're happy with it. You know, we tried to, you know, obviously every brewery wants to have great food, great beer. We felt yeah. like we hit the ground running, and um, we're pretty, we're very proud of it. And we keep changing it out. You know, we're coming up on 300 beers in three years. Um, yeah, so, you know, 100, 240 different styles. So we're just Gosh. constantly mixing it up and trying different things. And, um, you know, like, like a, a beer with Fruit Loops right now. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, why not? With Fruit Loops? Yeah. 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 Gotta yeah. try that one, man. We got 160 pounds of peanut butter sitting at the production site ready for something peanut butter. So we're just constantly. They mix it up, man. Try to have fun. Still stick with traditional beers, but keep trying different sure. things. You know, why not? Sure. Have some fun with it. Yeah, and you guys obviously um, have been growing quite a bit. You mentioned yeah. a little bit about earlier. I mean, so it's got to be a challenge. Yeah. It's a good challenge to have. Good challenge. But uh, how do you guys kind of cope with that? Uh, well, you know, being in a small town, you know, we were sure how fast we'd grow. Um, we definitely have surpassed our expectations by far. Sure. Um, so by leaps and bounds. So, you know, we're just constantly trying to stay in front of it, make sure you have enough staff that are, are privy to what we're doing. And sure. And can, ex can explain beer so that when we're running around like chickens with our heads cut off, the yeah. people here that can actually do what we want them to do, you know. Exactly. So we, we had a really good crew. We had almost no turnover. Um, so wow. there's a lot of continuity for oh, the last three years. That's you know? a miracle, first of all. Well, this industry especially. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, not, it's not normal. So people like it here. The people love working here. Um, we're just growing. We're just trying to keep in front of it. Keep adding, finding ways to add different seating. Uh, put a seating sure. rail in the beer garden to add like another 20 seats or so. Awesome. So we're constantly trying to do different things, man. And so we're just trying to stay in front of it and keep that growth pattern going. You, you know? got it. Well, I mean, you guys have such a nice space, man, first Thanks. of all. And, and I mean, I remember, I think I tried the Mr. Pink. And that was at least one of the ones I had tried when yeah. I was here last time. Yeah. But always coming up with new brews. Uh, now, the menu, uh, Michael's one of the head chefs. You have a sous yeah. chef back there as well yep. do uh, do you guys kind of change that seasonally as well we do we change up we had a well, we have a weekly special we run every Wednesday uh, beginning today too we have like a, a sirloin sandwich that we're doing with some some house-made uh, cheese sauces and different things on there so yeah. um, we're always doing something different every Wednesday we run it until it's gone and we, you know, sometimes we'll go through 200 of them in three days wow. you know? so um, just kind of depends what we do. If it really works out and it's something that, that people really like and it's operationally possible, we'll put yeah. it on the menu. And so, and works, kind of, and, you know, then we take some stuff off as we go seasonally. But sure, you know, we keep adding stuff to it. We probably change the menu every three, four months. Just yeah. not completely. Just you know, a yeah. few tweaks here and there, just to keep trying. Keep it real, man. Yeah, we do it the, the, fresh. We have all kind of all over the place. So we have the beers always changing out, the foods always changing out. Um, our music will have anything from Tupac to Sinatra playing on the back-to-back -back songs. <laughs> you know, so it's just you know, trying to keep sweet. everything different. Fresh, you know, yeah. never get stale. And like you said, you've been making some changes. You guys uh, produce the beer yeah. now off-site, not far, but uh, yeah. off-site here, so the guys have more room, uh, and you can expand in here as much yeah. as possible. Yeah, you know, we actually initially had a three-barrel brew house tucked away back in the kitchen back there, um, and then it became pretty clear that we needed a bigger system to keep up with demand. Yeah, really good problems to have, so long yes. as you have a solution. So thankfully, we got into a production site about six months after we opened, and put a 15-barrel brew house down there. Uh, but over the last six months or so, we moved 
the three barrel from here down there. So wow. now we have both systems together, uh, the same place, and the kitchen just kept going and expanding. Our growth, our kitchen's growing really fast too. So, it's so awesome, they need more man. space for prep and storage and you know bodies. Sure. You yeah. Know, just exactly. So yeah, we definitely needed to do something to keep keep the growth there, and that's just more of the adjustment right. to Absolutely. how fast we're going, trying to maintain that. You know, man, that's so awesome, great. Kyle. Yeah. Well, I I'm psyched now because I know we're gonna get an opportunity to try some brews yeah. and some food. Yeah. Uh, what is Michael got rocking in the kitchen? Is you he, know, is he gonna I'm be not sure what's going on, but we make everything.